200 Women, The Listening Ground, brought to you by Westpac as part of the 200 anniversary celebrations. I'm Felicity Duffy, Head of Women's Markets for Westpac. Episode 6, Change. Change is scary, but often worth it. In fact, for the world to move on, to be propelled forward, change is exactly what we need. Listen to inspiring women talk about the change we still need in terms of gender pay disparity, sexual assault, human rights and women in the workplace. Maybe it will inspire you to be the change that is needed. The single thing that I would change if I could would be um, how we think about work because on one level you think, well, it's a job, it's where you go, but it's your economic empowerment, it's your... It's your ability to be free, whether if the relation... Sometimes you can be so tired in a relationship because you're not economically independent. So obviously, particularly for women, I believe economic independence is fundamental, whether that's you're setting up a a tiny cottage business from a village somewhere or whether it's having the ability to navigate your way through a job market in a big city. I still think that fundamental independence is so important. And I think that work has been designed for men in many cases. And uh, I think the thing that I think would be absolutely transformative is if we completely change the way that we design jobs and work, and that's across the board. I was screen testing for a role of the female lead in a television series, and they'd already cast the male lead. It was Dolph Lundgren. And they were looking for the female lead and the second male lead. And they were taking uh, a long time, so they put the actors in different rooms to be able to work on their scenes before the screen test with Dolph. And a friend of mine was also screen testing for the same role. She happened to be put in the producer's office, and she saw on the wall the budget. And the budget already decided before they even cast the roles was that the lead woman was getting less than the second male lead. And by the way, if I may say, I looked at that room, I saw the guys who were going up for that second lead, and none of them had the credits that I did. None of them. But it had already been predestined that they were more valuable than I. We recently had um, a huge pay dispute here in in Australia, and uh, we did get a pay rise, but, um, you know, we all we were asking for the first time around, we weren't even on minimum wage in Australia, which is ridiculous. And when you've got players that are representing Australia, representing a country, and they're not getting paid for it, then, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a no-brainer. Um, so uh, I know, though, when we compare where the Matildas were when I just was born in the, in the early 90s, um, they were have, having to pay their own way to, to go to tournaments and things like that. And when you compare that and then compare where we are now, it seems like um, we've come a long way, which we have. But I still think there is a very long way um, to go uh, to get to our end product and kind of the end goal of, of being remunerated in a, in a fair way. My definition of feminism it's pretty simple. I think you should educate boys and girls to the same standard, and we can pull up boys too. I don't mean girls should be equal to boys in that respect. Let's, let's aim higher. I think that women and men should obviously be paid for the same jobs, pay, paid the same wage for the same jobs, and there should be no violence against women. The lowest of the lowest is when you're 
you're continuously banging your head against a brick wall. And it's always the, the government brick wall and also society's brick wall. This victim blaming, this, this rape culture that we've got, um, you know, the attitudes that, that come with it, the um, she shouldn't have been drunk, she shouldn't have been wearing that, all those rape myths and trying to, to help people understand that men just shouldn't rape. It's as simple as that. Just don't rape. Don't hurt our girls. That, but it's something that you, you, you're fighting every day to change attitudes and, and just get people to understand. I, I say to people, what if something bad happened to a member of your family? What would you want? You'd want that help and that support, but it wouldn't happen to us, is their answer. Really? How do you know it hasn't happened? Or they would tell me, really? I didn't. Every survivor I know never told anybody. So it's when you actually start personalising it and, and, how, and getting them to see what could be the effect of this on my family. That's when we start seeing change. But it's not, to me, we don't gloss over sexual violence. You can't. You've got to say it how it is. And if that upsets people, tough. Get over it. Because what we've gone through, actually you have no idea. So our survivors are the experts. There are still millions of children who are out of school, of women who are illiterate, children and women dying unnecessarily because we have the means and the capacity, the knowledge, the tools, I mean, to prevent this unnecessary death. I think my educational journey as a student who studied computer science and as a person who taught computer science, um, I learned a lot, especially being a woman in a country that education for women, empowerment for women is a very sensitive topic. But uh, I was very vocal and I really wanted to help my, my classmates to raise their voice. And I think I found technology as the best way for women in Afghanistan to not only empower themselves, but also raise their voice and share their stories. At a very young age, they always sort of made us think about education and they pushed us to be educated because they, they didn't have that opportunity. Um, my mum, she didn't end up finishing school, so she didn't end up having that opportunity to finish school because she was moving around a lot. And my dad, he didn't get to finish his qualification there either, so neither of them completed their qualifications and they wanted us to sort of, they wanted us to live through what they didn't and, and make it easier for us. Um, so at a young age, they always kept saying, you have to do well at school, you have to listen to your teachers, you have to um, do the best you can and have a university degree at the end. That'll make it so much easier for you in Australia. Um, and that's what I think led me to continuously educate myself. In a lot of small towns and villages in India, um, 
a lot of girls are discriminated in a way where if there is a choice between um sending the boy or the girl to school because of lack of resources they'll send the boy and not the girl to school um there are no um real sanitation facilities for most people in india open defecation is a huge huge problem which the current government is doing a great job um trying to get rid of but a lot of girls drop out from schools because there are no toilets for them to use you know so there are um these girls don't even can't even stand up in front of their fathers and speak their minds and say you know i want to go to school um you know why send my brother and not me there are many parents to do not allow that their daughters to do high education they just think uh, what they girls did not need more education because they are just their parents think they are just domestic works yeah so that they don't uh, they think they don't need much educations and yeah i wish i could such a such a parents who realize the truth and uh, educated their daughter i wish the thing i think um that offers the most hope for the world is actually um making sure that that girls and boys that kids get access to education i think it's so fundamental to communities and it defines the way families think about what they do if you're going to make sure that happens um but for girls in particular because uh, i think the the um education of girls in developed countries has fundamentally changed our worlds and I think in developing countries I see the power of education particularly for girls and and the protection of women. Uh it changes the sort of society you are if you think those things are important. It changes the um the long-term future of the communities that you live in and uh, it shifts your view of um of fairness. to know that in some places people don't have access to clean water and some places it's easy as just opening the tap that some people have to walk up to 6 kilometers every day it's less time for women to work it's less time for the kids to go to school and education is the key you know if we want to build a better society if we want some countries to really rise and be uh independent if that's what even continents if that's what we want we should just give access to water you know because kids need to to be educated because they are the future if we it's that makes me sad and angry because we know that if those kids are not going to school that our future is already a little bit in in what's the word that i'm looking for jeopardy you know we have to do something i think if we had more women in power i genuinely believe the way we run our world would be so different to the way we see it now i i i just genuinely think that whether it's dealing with issues around poverty or international development or um the way we engage with other countries i think if we had more women at that leadership table who are at that 
who are in leadership positions, who are at the leadership table making those decisions, I genuinely think the way we live our world today and, and the way it runs would be very, very different and in a much more beneficial way. It's something I'm immensely proud of uh, within, within my career, is the, the goal that we set within Westpac to achieve 40% women in leadership by 2012. Now at the time that we set that goal, uh, we had about early 30s, so 32, 33% women in leadership and that was in 2010. And it just struck me that this isn't good enough. We were plateauing at that level, weren't making the strides that we need to make. And I knew from my own experience that if you can build an inclusive culture, if you can build a culture where everyone feels valued and respected, and if you can get a strong momentum and pipeline of growth, uh, you're much, much stronger and richer as an organization. The interesting thing within Westpac is we never had to articulate the business case for it. People understood. People understood why it matters to actually have strong young women coming through the system, occupying leadership roles and standing right alongside the, the excellently qualified males that we have in our organization too. And then I remember having smashed this target well ahead of time because we set the target up for 2014 and we achieved it in 2012, a mere two years after establishing the target. I was at a, a, a business lunch and doing a speech and I was asked questions on this issue of, of gender diversity and, uh, and I was asked the question of, well, what's next? And it immediately came to me, well, the obvious next thing is, why stop at 40? Uh, we want to achieve 50%. That's the right balance overall, to have 50% of our leaders in the organization uh, to, be, to be female, to be women. And so right there and then I set that target up and I had a natural target date, which was 2017, which of course is this year. And it is the year of Westpac's bicentennial, so a very important landmark for us. And I hope it will, uh, women will find their voice and just say sorry, we've had enough. And, and vote these men out of power and get out there in the streets as they've been doing. Um, and um, try to build a country that's fit for our children and grandchildren. So, that's the job before us, and I know there are enough women, and if we can empower our daughters and our granddaughters and our sons to, um, to do and carry on the work, then we'll get there. But we can't go on this way as a country and as a world. Things that I've invested a lot of time in, um, apart from my writing, are conservation issues and um, freedom of expression issues and women's uh, rights issues, which I consider to be a subset of human rights issues, since I take the radical view that women are human beings. I think sometimes people think about feminism as just equality, you know, that, we, that, that the sexes should be treated equally. And I think that, that that is true. I think really that's the backbone of feminism. But I think that um, for me, what I call radical feminism is just the the awareness that, um, that that feminism is connected to racism, is connected to xenophobia and classism. I think it's all interconnected. It's intersectional feminism, as as we call it now, and that if we don't address um, these imbalances in a, in a in a real and proactive way, they're not ever going to be changed. And I feel that women have been too polite for too long about many of the ways that our culture has been shaped by a patriarchy. What really matters to me is equality. 
I feel very despairing sometimes by humans that could love each other very much often wanting to make sure that they have a higher status than somebody else and sometimes that higher status really being about ensuring that one group of people in society are marginalized and uh, that really is disturbing because I think it is at the root of why we have so much aggression so obviously for me the fact that girls and women are, are systemically unequal is an enormous problem but then you apply that also to race and to caste and disability sexual preference etc it's a lifelong journey, I think, trying to work out how do you provide respectful, inclusive space. But it's an amazing idea when humans do feel that they are equal with each other. Thank you for taking the time to listen. We hope it inspires your thinking today and maybe even your actions tomorrow. Westpac is very proud to have supported 200 Women, the listening ground. For the past 200 years, Westpac has continued to stand side by side with the women of this country. We believe wonderful things can happen when we come together, listen and learn from each other. We created Ruby Connection, our online networking platform for this very reason and we invite you to join us at rubyconnection.com.au.